0: Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast. Our show originates in Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA. We connect you to the songwriters and the stories behind your favorite songs. Join us as we take a look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Now, here's your host, Dave Linehan.
1: Hello, thanks for joining me once again on the Songwriter Connection Podcast. This is our 11th episode in season one, and just to give you a little background information, we, we pre-record these shows on what we used to call in TV live tape, you know, but there's no such thing as tape anymore. So what it, what it means basically is I press record and we take no breaks. Whatever happens, happens, no editing. And I just think it's a lot more fun that way. It certainly is a lot less work. And you might say, you know, it's the lazy way out, but I like to think it's more exciting and keeping it more real, you know, and that's what we want to be is real on this show and to be real with you we're taping this one or recording it let's say on march the 18th so spring hasn't quite sprung yet but it's kind of in the air we're getting to feel a spring here in nashville and shots are starting to go into people's arms i'm getting my first vaccine tomorrow and i'm really looking forward to hopefully getting back to live music very soon in this town we have missed it and it's such a big part of nashville and can you imagine it's been hard for everybody but can you imagine for people that make their living as a musician here in nashville up and down broadway wherever they're playing they're not getting work today and you take a look at artists you know they're recording albums and they're releasing but they can't get out there and tour it's been very very hard so hopefully we're heading uh in the right direction we're rounding the corner i want to believe that we that we are Uh, On past podcasts, maybe you've caught them. um, We've had a chance to do a couple of them at a COVID safe safe distance around my dining room table. Way on the other side, we'll we'll put our guests. And um, I love when we can do the shows live. And I've really had that in mind. Not just telling the stories of the song, but hearing them done live. But in COVID times, Zoom has become our friend. And we're going to Zoom again today. And the thing that's cool about Zoom that I really love when we do it this way is we get to hear the recorded music of our artists. And I think it's really important because as an artist, you've got to be good on stage, right? And live, but it's completely different performing in the studio and making a record. And our guest knows this. She's made a few records and we're going to talk about it. She's a multi-award winning pop folk artist. Her positive energy is absolutely infectious. Her passion for music, It's incredible. Her stage presence, remarkable. She's unique, a breath of fresh air, and she's catching the attention of listeners worldwide. And I've known her since she was about, what, 12 years old, I think. And I've watched her grow to not only a songwriter, but an extremely talented artist. I mean, I love so many things about her. But one of the things that I admire most, I think, is her ability to not be locked in to any particular genre of music. See, a lot of people think, well, you live in Nashville. You got to be a country music star, right? Not necessarily. It's all about music and great songs here in Nashville. You know, yeah, country was a big industry here, but it's all about the music. And this young lady blazes her own trail. In fact, she's created her own genre. It's something she calls sunshine story pop. And you know what? I think it sums it up well. And I think you're going to agree once you meet her and get to hear some of her songs. Our guest is Olivia Francis. Hi, Olivia. It's good to see you.
0: Dave, It's so great to see you. Thank you so much for that introduction. I'm so happy to be here. I feel emotional just <laughs> knowing you for such a long time, and this is so special. Thank I've you.
1: really watched you grow over the years, and I'm so proud of you. You're something else. You started out in the Cincinnati area. Uh, you that's were right. in our NSAI chapter up there, and that's when I got to know you, and your mom would come to the meetings, and you'd write songs <laughs> and play them, and I'm just ah, just great. And that's I could nice. just tell that you had... A passion and a desire to do this and that it was going to serve you well. And it has, hasn't it? Yeah.
0: Wow. Oh, my gosh, yes. I'm so grateful and so grateful for the Cincinnati NSAI chapter. I have to give them a shout out. I vividly remember when I first wrote, um, started writing and my very first song was called The Spark. The Spark. And I was 12 years old when <laughs> <laughs> I sat on my bed and uh, wrote about my seventh grade crush. Oh. And... I went to an Italian restaurant in Loveland, Ohio mm-hmm. with my family and there happens to be an open mic night that evening. I think that was and Mama
1: Vita's, I, right? Was that Mama Vita's? Was it
0: Mama Vita's? I want
1: to say it was. We used to do that there. Was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did you go to those open mics?
1: Oh, I, used to, I think I ran a few of them. So it was fun. Oh,
0: Maybe, maybe you, you were there that fateful night and like, after I sang the spark, it was acapella, like no uh. instrument. I didn't, ha- I was just a random night. Like we just went to have dinner and then there happened to be an open mic. And I was, I guess, brave enough, my 12 year old self to just go up and sing acapella. This, that is brave. And then there these three cowboy yeah, guys in cowboy hats and cowboy boots walked up to me <laughs> and said, we'd love to have you join the NSAI. My mom and I, I remember we were freaking out. We're like, what does this mean? What is
1: NSAI? <laughs> now we've talked a lot about in past shows about NSAs, National Songwriters Association International. If you have an interest in songwriting, we recommend you start there because it's a great group, isn't it? Is it not?
0: <laughs> it is such a great group. I mean, my roots, I learned so much through that organization.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've got to tell you, um, just before the COVID um, uh, crisis hit and, and everything shut down, I got to see you perform at the local in a showcase. Yeah. And it was a remarkable night. Uh, You played your electric guitar, you played your uh, acoustic guitar, you played a little ukulele and you had a full band and it was an amazing night. And I just, I knew you were having fun, but I felt that, you you know, I hadn't seen you in a while. And and just to see how, uh, how you grew as an artist, I was just amazed and so proud, you know, it was a great night.
0: Thank you you for coming. That was such a fun show. And I too am so looking forward to performing live once again. It's, yeah, it's been, uh, it's just, you know, a difficult time. It feels it like a, a little piece of me is like missing, you know, a bit. and I, I'm sure so many other artists feel that way.
1: I'm sure they do. We'll get into that and we'll talk more about that, but I want to play a song. I'd like to get a song in here right away. And this is a song called Moon to My Son." that I understand. This was a, an award-winning song, right? Yes. Tell me about that. What was the award? You?
0: Of course, actually this, song has won multiple awards multiple here, awards i love to say wow <laughs> I, yes it has won best love song at the 2018 independent music awards wow. which is a worldwide songwriting competition mm-hmm. um it also won best best song in the song singer songwriter category of the new england music awards wow. which was or actually the new england songwriting competition actually wow. um it's so funny. It all feels like so long ago. <laughs> um, and then the other award that Moon to My Son won was Best Pop Song in the Ohio Music Awards. Wow. In 2018, I
2: think.
1: <laughs> oh, great honors. That's, that's fantastic. fantastic. Moon to My Son. Let's yes. take a listen to the recorded version. These recordings are just so amazing. I think you're going to love it. There it is. The Songwriter Connection is our podcast. And my guest is Olivia. Olivia Francis. You're in Nashville, Tennessee.
2: Oh, darling, I think I love you. I'm not sure what you're made of, but I must be made of it too. Song. Song.
1: I find myself singing that around the house, believe it or not. I, I love it. Oh my gosh, no way.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that makes my heart
1: happy. <laughs> you're always heart happy, aren't you? You are. You're just a naturally happy person. I've always known that about you. Yeah. That's a great song. And in your style that you call Sunshine Story Pop. Explain with that. What, how, give me an idea (laughs)
0: Uh, of course so you know i have always been taught how important it is to market your music you know as an artist songwriter whatnot um and there was one day i was just thinking okay what is my music if i could capture it in a few words and i think i did sort of a like a word board and just really thought deeply about my sounds and sunshine story pop was definitely like those were the words that sort of stuck with me. I love and it. I think I'm really excited. I'm, you know, I'm in the process of recording new music, which I think is sort of a second iteration of sunshine story pop, or perhaps I'll, I'll come up with a, a slightly different name, but something still in that. Cause realm. you
1: evolve as an artist, right? Yes, you do.
0: Definitely, Absolutely. It's very important.
1: Well, one of the things you do very well is market yourself. And I want to talk about that a little bit later on, but I know there's gotta be a story about moon to my son. Tell me about the writing of that song.
0: Absolutely. So I remember writing that song my sophomore year of college at Clark University in Worcester, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Um, I had such a great, great time in college. I majored in environmental studies with a minor in music. And with my minor, I took guitar lessons and took great lessons from a wonderful teacher named Joe Uh, Mm D'Angelo. I miss him a lot. He's up in Massachusetts. Next time I go up there, I'll definitely have to visit him. And we were learning arpeggios on the guitar. And I just was sitting on the floor of my dorm and I was just playing around with some chords. And I played like the A chord and just started playing that guitar part. And Really was mesmerized by it. And I grabbed a notebook and started writing. And I wrote the first verse in the chorus pretty quickly. And then exam time came around and I like put the song away and I kind of forgot about it for a, a little bit, but I knew I wanted to come back to it. And then that summer, I had an opportunity to intern at a nonprofit called Reverb up in Portland, Maine, and their mm. whole mission is to um, make the music business more sustainable, which is super, super awesome. Um, and while I was in Maine, I brought those lyrics back out, and I was like, I should finish this. I wonder like where this could go, you know? And I ended up finishing it, and. Awesome. Uh, going to Nashville in the fall and recording it with Pat Lasseter, who's such an amazing producer. I feel so lucky to work with him. He works out of his studio called Riverfront Recording Studios here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I'm still working with him, you know, on my new, new songs as well. He's just, he has the ears and I'm just so lucky to be able to work with him.
1: He definitely does. The sound quality is just amazing on your records. He does a superb job. So yeah, absolutely. You're in the right place. Um, so you started... In music, like, I understand you learned piano, like, when you're six years old?
0: Yes, that's right.
1: (laughs) And you started writing songs by, what, age 12?
0: Well, I picked up guitar and started writing around the same time.
1: Did you? You know what I love is you don't stop learning. You still take, like, you went to college and you took guitar lessons. You know, you just, and I know here in Nashville, and you you talked about having a gap year between high school and college, which I think was, you, you did it so smart. Took a gap year and you moved to Nashville and just spread your wings a little bit. Tell us about that experience. And you you took guitar lessons then too from one of the greats here in town. Yeah,
2: Dave Isaac. Shout out
0: to Dave. Dave, (laughs) fabulous. Um, yes. So basically, I I was went to Ursuline Academy in Cincinnati, Ohio, and Mm -hmm. after graduating, well, before graduating, it was really my senior year. I felt like I wanted to just take a year off, and um, my parents thankfully supported me in, in that endeavor, and so I had gotten into Clark, and I just deferred for the year, and moved down to Nashville. I worked at Barnes Noble Vanderbilt, and mm-hmm. I interned at Infinity Cat Recordings, and I played so many rounds at the Commodore yes, Grill you did. and the Millennium Maxwell House. Some of those rounds were with you, Dave. Oh, yeah.
1: We had some fun. Yeah.
0: yeah. Thank you for the <laughs> it seems like you
1: were playing almost yes. every night, and I know you were writing every day. So, so fun.
0: Yeah. That gap year, I... I look back and I really call it a dream year. It was so marvelous and I, you worked hard. I, knew I still wanted to go to college afterwards. Um, yeah. that's good. Um, so that once the gap year ended, I moved up to, to Massachusetts and was able to tour a lot up there and, um, get a great education. I met so many amazing friends at Clark and now I, I love going back up to new England when I can to perform at great venues and stuff up there.
1: And, you know, as you went to college, you know, after that gap year, you kept your music alive. You really did. Um, with superb marketing. And I want to talk about independent artists and things and uh, how you do what you do. Uh, but I need to play another song. Uh, we've got one called, Do You Know? You want to tell yes. us about that one a little bit?
0: Sure. So I wrote, Do You Know? with my good friend, Mike Astrakhan. Him and I have been writing for about six years we met at the NSAI song camp back in 2014
1: you know what I get a a lot of artists on this show that tell me the same thing they went to the NSAI song camp and became friends with right co-writers and still write with them to this very day and that's what I love about uh, NSAI and uh, the song camp isn't that cool you you make lifelong uh, friends and memories so so you you wrote this with him okay
0: I wrote it with him and I remember we wrote this song so quickly I had sort of, I think I had just played at the Commodore and I I drove away I had to pull over and I wrote down like the chorus of the song or it's like do you know just how lovely you are do you know just how beautiful you are and um, I brought that to him that idea and we sort of put a melody behind it and it all just sort of flowed out with all the da-da-da's and doo-doo-doo's <laughs> in the song. and um, it's, it's a very uplifting song. I always say when I perform it, I usually perform it last, and I say, like, this, is, this is a love song to the audience.
1: You know, that's, that's so And I have to flashback because I, recently we had Eddie Heinzelman on the show. And um, I did the same thing to him. I took his last song and played it in the middle of the podcast. So I've been known oh. to do things like that. So <laughs> that's
0: okay. It when, was nice to go out of order.
1: Well, I'm going out of order here. So <laughs> play your last uh, song second. <laughs> Here's Do You Know from Olivia Francis on the Songwriter Connection podcast
2: Do You Know Just How Lovely? Are? Do you know just how beautiful you are? Cause I've been looking for someone like you, and you just happen to walk on through. So, do you know just how lovely you are? Cause I think you should know about it. Ooh. It's
1: a signature Olivia Francis song. You know how lucky we are to have you on the songwriter podcast today.
0: That's so great gosh
1: thank you it was so fun on Zoom. they're like dancing yeah you kind of do that on stage when you sing this too oh totally i
0: love to whip out the moves
1: it's such a happy feel it really is it really really is good to have you on the show olivia and one of the things you know you you are so good at marketing yourself and let's talk a little bit about the struggles of being an independent artist today it is um it's a challenge isn't it yeah it
0: it definitely is i mean I think that, you know, between like just finding the time to Mm. market, like making the time to make content, that's its own hard part, (laughs) hardship. And then also, you know, budget, if you want to promote posts that takes a budget, Um, having a whole brand and ensuring that everything is consistent across platforms. um, I feel like, I try to do my best some days are better than others you know mm. sometimes I miss a day to post or whatnot um but I think it's all a learning experience and I currently have a day job that's marketing related and really? so I've learned a lot through that and that's been such a blessing um and yeah it's it's great my, my boss is super supportive of my music as well which which is very helpful <laughs> um and yeah there's just always so many new platforms of course now it's all on TikTok yeah everyone's like you got to post a TikTok and so i think Are you it's doing also TikTok so these days to just keep up keep up with all that yes yeah. i am on TikTok you Are can you? find me uh Olivia francis music is my
1: handle <laughs> you have to check and it out check me out <laughs> i'm an older guy i don't do i've not really got into t- tiktok yet but yeah. i i need to check so it out it. i'm learning how to do instagram these days and cross promote from my facebook page you know so oh, uh, but you're right that's, that's it's a challenge itself, yeah yeah I mean,
0: social media marketing that's a role that that's yeah people's whole
1: job. And, and you have to do that to survive today uh yeah. as an artist and you okay. do that very very well you really Thank do
2: you.
1: Uh, you do the live streams on facebook i've, I've seen a few of those and you've yes, got one coming up right
0: that's right i have one well by the time the episode airs actually well yeah i, I will be doing live streams yes every mm-hmm. wednesday at seven o'clock every so wednesday when this airs i shall still be doing live streams good um they're gonna be for 30 minutes wednesday evenings and i'm gonna have a friend come on and probably play three songs they'll play three songs it'll be like a mini round type oh, format nice. it's gonna be really fun
1: yeah oh i okay. like that yeah, that's great. So, like, uh, writers round from your living room.
0: So, yeah, exactly.
1: Very cool. Where where do we find your music online? I know we you're everywhere, but uh, Olivia Francis and it's uh, it's spelled F R A N C E S, right?
0: Yes. Thank you for that. Yes, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, um, Google Music, Apple, Amazon, I think for all the all all places, those. <laughs> um, and Instagram, Facebook. Olivia Francis. Um, I try to be everywhere, but as I said, it's kind of hard to keep up with all the platforms these days. Now I'm on Clubhouse. Yeah? Whoa.
1: <laughs> Whoa. You know, Whoa. if you Google her, you're going to find her everywhere she's out there. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to find her. Absolutely. Um, Olivia, um, let's play another song. We've got one called Once in a Blue Moon here coming up. What's story behind that one?
0: Yeah, so this, this story is, is um, interesting. I wrote this song with my friend Mike Astrakhan. Yeah. Once again, shout out to Mike. And <laughs> I, I had the title in my hookbook, which, for those who don't know, a hookbook is basically a place where you keep song ideas or hook ideas. I store my hookbook just in my notes section on my phone.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's um, good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you
1: back it up? Because, silly me, I got a new phone uh, two weeks ago. And oh, I had all, my hook book in my song, in in and they didn't transfer over. So I'm gosh. like trying to remember all these, in, you know, yeah. like, oh, oh, tragedy.
0: No. So it didn't save. Nah. Oh, my gosh. But that's, <laughs> that's, uh, well, that's so New mean. ideas will come flowing. Yeah.
1: That's what I thought. Sure. I needed yeah. new ideas anyway. But anyway, so you got this hook book, right? And uh, okay. we're talking about this process. All these things that you, day to day, you know, that will make a song. That can make a song. And you write it down, right? And you say oh yeah, I can...
0: also forget. <laughs> <laughs> It'll go in one year and out the other. At least for me, I, you know. So, so I had it on my hookbook, and I had this experience where I this was a few years back. I'd gotten into like a minor car accident. Mm-hmm. I went to the hospital just to make sure everything was okay. But yeah. like while at the hospital, I saw this interaction between this man and this woman that just like did not sit well with me and that it, it felt like there was there was some sort of abuse there, whether it be like emotional, mm. physical abuse. And we didn't want the song to get like that dark per se. Mm. But we you know we wanted to just highlight that there are so many relationships that just like aren't great, but people just stay in them because because for all the reasons, right? They don't want to be lonely. They're afraid of leaving the person. They're afraid they won't find someone better, etc etc So you know, it's really about once in a blue moon he buys her flowers. He takes her by the hand and looks her in the eyes. Like he, he doesn't care for her. You know, all the time. And I, it's it's really been interesting as a performer to play the song and like have people tell me like, oh, I really relate to that song. Or mm. you know, share a story after a show um, that that sparks was sparked by that hearing that song. Um, and it actually has become my most listened to song on Spotify as well. So very grateful for, for this tune. And it was once again produced by Pat Lasseter. And I'm excited for you to share it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to share it right now. You've got a lot of streams on your songs. I mean, worldwide, right? 300,000 over? Something crazy like that, huh?
0: I'm so grateful.
1: <laughs> Here's Once in a Blue Moon from Olivia Francis.
2: Seven years ago, back then he treated her like
1: Olivia Francis on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Sunshine Story Pop. And you know, even your sad songs have some sunshine in them, which I love. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> That's a good song. Thank you. You know, um, we talked a little bit about being an independent artist and, and getting out there. But not only on the socials. You Before COVID hit, you're a very busy performer, you know, creating tours and touring the country. You've seen some pretty neat places. You've been, around, you've been out there.
0: Yes, thank you. Yeah, I've been mainly on of course in the midwest of course home state ohio love yeah. to go back there um, in tennessee and up in new england and down in florida where my mom lives uh-huh. um, i would love to go out to the west coast sometime hopefully in the next year or so that would be really really cool but i love to travel love performing and um, yeah, i'm looking forward to doing it again
1: that's cool i know you will once we get back back to to normal whatever that is after after covid okay. let's talk about um Songwriting let's yeah. get into that a little bit. your songwriting style and how you go about it. I know we've written a couple of songs over the years and it's always fun, right. um,
0: it's always
1: fun. Tell us the process for you where does it does I imagine different songs it starts different ways can, can sure. you put your finger on anything that
0: yeah I would say um, I feel like a very Nashville way to songwrite is to start with the title. And that's definitely something I do quite often. I'll have a title idea. Um, I wrote a song a few weeks ago with a friend of mine named Ed O'Donnell. Shout out to Ed. Yeah. And I had this idea called use a prayer. Like I could use a prayer. I could use some love. And mm-hmm. and we wrote that song just, just based on that that title alone. Um, I feel like that's my primary way of writing. I also, of course, sometimes bring like little melody ideas or little lyrical ideas. I will say, I feel like I'm more of a lyrical driven writer where I'll have the lyrics first, maybe even with a melody and uh, that'll kind of come together. And then I'll share like a little piece of that and then sort of see if my co-writer wants to write that. Usually I'll usually share like three or four ideas and sort of Mm -hmm. see what what uh, we are both feeling or there's multiple people like what we're all feeling, you know, what we want to write. If we want to write a happy song, sad song, etc. you know, we'll just sort of feel it, feel it out.
1: And it's all about co-writing here. Nash. we've talked about that in the past.
0: Yes, Yeah. I co-write all the time. And in fact, it's funny. I feel like I haven't written by myself in so long, like maybe like 10 months or something, yeah. which maybe is bad. I don't know. I, I just, I think that um, with co-writing, it's so, promoted here mm-hmm. to do it you know and it, it is so fun i enjoy it so much I do too. and of course it's also great because it's like okay like tomorrow morning like i'm writing a song because i have this appointment with this person you know and it mm-hmm. definitely holds me accountable um but i think it would be nice to sort of just write by myself i have some ideas i've been saving for just for myself, you so.
1: it's a private yeah. olivia time <laughs>
0: exactly yes yeah. just journal time sit on the back porch and just like let it all out time yeah
1: so you keep a journal and you you write every day
0: I you know I do well right when the pandemic started I was writing every day for probably the first three months and then I stopped writing a bit I I kind of now it's sort of on and off I I really like rituals and I've decided that if I have like extra time in the morning when I'm getting ready for work or whatnot that I I value meditating over journaling like I meditate every day really? that keeps me grounded that keeps me meditation is such a gift and. I can tell such a difference on the days I do meditate and don't meditate, even when it comes to staying focused. And even when it comes to writing, I feel like Mm. I, 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 as I said, like I try to do it every day. Of course it doesn't always happen every day, but um, the days in which I meditate, I feel like my creative flow like is just smoother Mm. and I can stay more focused. And um, I think there's just so much going on in the world right now that it's so important to have space and time to just breathe and mm-hmm. just exist, exist.
1: It, it's got to help with your creativity too, because huh? it opens up the, yeah. the mind, right? No, mm-hmm. oh, it
0: totally does. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I think that, yeah, because it's like your thoughts are just more clear. At least, at least for me, and um, sometimes even after I meditate, I'll have an idea that kind of comes to me that I hadn't thought of before. It's it's really such a great thing. Um, my friend Emmy in college she introduced meditation to me, and ever, I've done it ever since. I use this app called Insight Timer. Yeah. So I prefer guided meditations, but I also I also like silent meditations too. Guided, so they guide you through the process.
1: They relax you, slow you down.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah. slow down. Yeah, exactly. I definitely am the type of person who can just like go, 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 go throughout the day.
1: (laughs) You are. You have such energy. You really do.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh! And so it's very helpful for me to just have time to reflect and just exist.
1: That's great well you know I just want to thank you again for taking time I know you're busy and you keep busy and um, but you're working this thing and you're doing it well I'm so proud of you Yeah. oh
0: really my am. gosh yeah. you are such a special person to me and I'm so yeah so lucky to just like know you and be in your orbit thank oh. you for this opportunity
1: oh stop come on stop no okay stop true. <laughs> you're thank you I so appreciate that the bee and the rose that is a song that is so special And I just got to know more about, tell, uh, it's really got some notoriety for you, hasn't it?
0: It has. Thank you. Yes. So I wrote this song also with Mike Astrakhan, who, of course, he was a big collaborator on my last record. And uh, so, so grateful for our partnership. So I majored in environmental studies, which I mentioned, and like, I'm very influenced by the beauty of the world around us and just nature. I love taking walks, going camping, hiking, all that. And I really wanted to write a song for the bees. I told Mike, um, I said, you know, if you have any ideas about, you know, song bees, like, let me know. And funny part is he had had the idea, the bee and the rose, which at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to write that because at that time I had recently written a song which I haven't released, but it's called the cactus and the rose. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, I don't know about that. But then, but then after a few sessions he kept bringing it up. He's like, well, I have that idea, you know, the be in the rose. And I'm like, you know what, let's write that. And I'm so glad we did because um, it, it really like blossomed into its own being. And, I Yeah, I released for this, let's see, August of 2020, I released a music visualizer for that song on National Honey Bee Day, and I've really enjoyed aligning myself with other bee organizations and nonprofits and, like, spreading knowledge about the bee crisis that's currently happening, and bees are dying at an alarming rate, and it's really a problem because we need them. They pollinate our foods, our fruits, our vegetables, everything mm-hmm. Um and so this, this is a very much a cause song and in last last year around this time it was nominated for Best Story Song at oh. the twenty twenty Independent Music Awards. Nice. Um which nice. Is really cool. Yeah. And so this song is one that I, I always enjoy playing.
1: Very cool. It's called The Bee in the Rose. It's Olivia Francis on this songwriter connection.
2: Once upon a time, in a garden tucked away, where goldfish swim and willows sway, a spell was made. It was Mother Nature's magic, a fairy tale that's cinematic, happy ending like a classic legend. A perfect harmony, a pair as sweet as honey. Just one kiss is all she needs the destiny for the world to see how love grows between the bee and the rose every day he'd fly around to every plant and tree he found She'd wait for him till he'd come down to rest
1: Remarkable. Mm, that's Olivia Francis. What's the name of that CD?
0: It's called Orchid.
1: Orchid. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. How many CDs out there do you have right now that are available?
0: I have three CDs. I oh. have Back to Happiness, uh-huh. Evergreen, and Orchid.
1: And Orchid. And they're all out there? Get them on your website?
0: They're all out there. You can buy physical CDs on my website. They're on Spotify, Apple Music, etc. Good. And, yeah. That's
1: cool. Good. It's all great stuff. I encourage you to, to check him out. Absolutely. Whether you, you download or, or uh, purchase a CD form, please do it and add that to your collection. You will love Olivia Francis. You know, Olivia, I think from being in radio and, and just watching things and, and looking at the history of music, which I'm, I'm really big into history, mm. especially on my radio shows that we do. We do history every week when we do uh, Nashville Connection on radio, mm. um, and I live for it. But what, what I seem to find and have figured out over the years. I think the truly great artists are the ones that defy the genre. And I always hate when people say, oh, you're, you're a songwriter, you're a musician. What kind of music do you play? And I, it's, it's, I always pause and I go, well, I, I, good music. <laughs> All kinds of, of music. <laughs> right? You know, hopefully it's good music, you know. Um, and And you just seem to have defined your own thing. And like I said in the intro, I admire that about you. And keep doing that, because the truly great ones do that. Before there was a Johnny Cash, right? There wasn't one, right? And he created his own thing. Before Taylor Swift, you know, she created her. And I know that you used to love. You're a big Taylor. You were a big Taylor.
0: I am a big fan. Back Absolutely. in the day. Yes. Yeah. So you're right. Before her. Yeah. I mean, you're she right. she started her own thing.
1: She defined, you know, what she is. And you're doing the same thing. So I congratulate you. And I'm going to keep following you. you. <laughs> Oh, Yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. Your support means so much. And you are such an articulate speaker and oh, ask bless. such great questions. Thank uh, you.
1: Thank you. It's good having you on the show. And I hope that you will all join us on the next Songwriter Connection podcast. Thank you, Olivia Frances.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Linehan's Nashville Connection radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.
2: And that's